waiting, loading, recalculating, pending. We don't like the ing. We want the ed. I don't know if appended really works, but find out what we mean on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. We live in a society where all these devices are telling us to wait. Hey, I'm recalculating. Hey, I'm loading. Hey, this is pending. But this episode, we're going to look at the concept of waiting. And thanks for joining us. We're here uh, in the studio. This is the Inverse Gang. We're so glad you're excited. We are excited. You're excited. We're looking at the book of Daniel. We're in Daniel chapter 10, and we're going to have a prayer by Israel. And we're going to look at uh, the Bible on what the Daniel has to say about waiting. Israel. Father in heaven, thank you for today, and thank you for this time that we have to study your word. Please bless us as we have this conversation. Give us uh, your spirit to be with us, to be amongst us. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's go to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. And Jonathan, if you can read verses 1 through 3 for us. Mm -hmm. 1 through 3. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Okay, so if you're watching out there, we want to really encourage you to take out your phones, take out your devices, and hopefully they're not loading or pending right now, and get into the Bible, or you can open an actual book-printed Bible, and you don't have to wait at all. Uh, we, want you to, we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, where you can see the actual Bible study guide. Uh, we are wanting to engage with Scripture. And different ways to engage scripture is to write it out, to pray over it, or join us and study with us in our conversation. So, Jonathan, thanks for reading verses 1 through 3. And Siku, what is going on? Kind of give us a glimpse, an overview of where we are thus far in Daniel and what's going on here in verses 1 through 3. Okay. Well, we've gone through uh, the narrative portions of the book of Daniel, Mm -hmm. um, telling us about the kind of character that God's people need to have um, by looking at the character of Daniel in his relationship with God. Um, Daniel 1 through 6 in particular, and we looked at Daniel chapter 9 where Daniel is praying. Um, And we get to Daniel chapter 10. Actually, we get to the portion of the book where Daniel is having visions. He's having dreams and visions. Um, He's the kind of person that God can entrust with these dreams and visions and with the interpretation of some of them. But it it seems that sometimes, even though Daniel gets the vision, he doesn't understand what's happening in the vision. What does Mm. this mean? And what does all this mean? And Daniel's response, as Daniel's response has been to crises, is that when he doesn't understand something, he goes to God in prayer. Mm. And that's what we find him doing here in verse 2. In those days, I was mourning three full weeks. He has a period of of agonizing and praying and asking God to explain to him what Mm -hmm. it is that he was seeing in these dreams. Mm -hmm. How does this reflect? uh, I mean, we're taking an, an existential route. We're not going to get into the actual prophecies until the next episode, yeah? Uh, but here, I mean, Daniel is, is well, what's he going through existentially speaking, Israel? Well, I, I think uh, Siku's already mentioned a little bit. He's going through an agonizing period in his time, and the reason for that is found there in verse uh, 1. It says, the message was true, but the appointed time was long. Hmm. And so this has created now the new crisis in Daniel's life. Yeah, the word of God is true. God is true. 
God, the the end goal in God for Daniel and for Nebuchadnezzar is that is always positive. But sometimes the time period to get us from here to there, it's a long process and it creates tension. And even though uh, even though Daniel has learned to wait on the Lord in, in, in previous chapters, now it's coming to a situation where this time of waiting, it's it's a hard thing. It's a hard time. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. I mean, what 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 actually happens during a waiting process? What's going into your mind? Let's 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 flush that out. I, I just wanted to say that I think the what the, the lack of understanding for Daniel is not is is this. It seems there's a, a a dissonance for him. He was thinking the time that they should be in captivity is drawing to a close. The seventy mm-hmm. years is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But then here. It seems that in verse one, mm-hmm. the point of time was long. So mm-hmm. it's kind of what's going on with this God and talking about what is challenging in a waiting period when you thought that it wasn't going to be that long. And then it seems like it's taking a way longer than you mm-hmm. thought it would be. That can it's it's a difficult thing to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking for for me, I'm from Zimbabwe and um where I come from, if a girl is not married by the age of 23, you're an old maid by 24, right? And you're 25, and it's like, okay. 26, and it's like, um, it's over. yeah, like game over. Nobody's going to ever marry you. And when you're expecting, if you're a young woman and you're expecting, you know, by the age of 25, 26, I should be starting my family, and you hit 30, I know for a lot of um, young Zimbabwean women who are in that situation, it becomes like, Ready for death. Yeah, yeah, life is over, and yeah. like, yeah. there's no point even in waiting for love to come. Love will never come, you know. Yeah. So, especially when you're anticipating something to happen sooner and it doesn't, the wait gets even more painful, and it's yes. hard to wait yeah. on the Lord in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, time for us as finite human beings is is of huge value. Uh, so, you know, we say time is money, but it's the, the reality is that if time is running out, just in general, not just for Daniel, but Time. If we're waiting, we feel like we're wasting time because we should fill that lifetime because we only have that because then it's over. So we struggle with that while God, from his perspective, time means nothing to God. Mm. Uh, one day or a thousand years, the same to him. Mm. So in, in a way, okay? Uh, so, <laughs> and so for we, we, we as finite human beings with the fact that we will only live 70, 80, maybe 90 years of our lives, um, and then it's over, uh, we have to you live. Lose on maybe up to hundred. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you if you're if you're uh, um, finite, we have a hard time dealing with a God who is infinite, and he, he for him it doesn't matter. You know, there's there's just two situations here that uh, we sometimes have a hard time living with. Yes. Yeah, I think I yes. think the I think the problem mm-hmm. is is that we're not meant to be finite. Like. Hmm. True. Where we weren't created. Yeah, Ecclesiastes to, says that yeah. God put eternity in our hearts. Right. So, like you right. said, we have uh, eternity into our, our programming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, it's it's you internally realize that mm. we're, it's not supposed to end. You know, mm. like I have a three-year-old, and he he has been introduced to the concept of death. You know, relatives passing away and etc. And and he's like, Mama, I don't want you to die. You know, I don't mm. want to die, and I don't want you to die. I don't mm. want my brother to die. Like from the age of three, you're just like, there's something wrong with. Things coming to an end that way, it's innately built in us to yeah. not want time to run out. There is something, there is something um, I mean, with, with the uh, death of, of, a, of a loved one, that, that's a huge loss. And, 
and and yes, but there's also there's a there's on a more shallow level there is waiting is 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 painful. Yeah, um, I don't know how many of you remember. You know, you have that the loading sign on on your computers. Yeah, and back in the 80s. Back in the day. Back in the day when you know is ancient primitive times where phones were connected to the wall and then there was like explain you know, it to Jonathan. Computers <laughs> like the size of the studio. You know, and then when you were loading a program with these you know floppy disks, I mean it would be loading right. But there would be no no status bar or whatnot, so you'd be loaded, and you th- is this computer frozen? Is it? Is and you're it like, I'm, I'm. It's kind of like you're if you're ever on the phone, and you're like, hey, put you on hold, and then you know the elevator music is on for like eternity, you know. <laughs> and so then they created this uh, the status bar, and then the status bar really wasn't an accurate status bar because it would go up to ninety nine percent and freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or sometimes it would go back, and you're like, what what's going on? And then you had the wheel of death, you know, you just go around in circles and circles. So there's something painful about waiting. What is it about the actual waiting? That's what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just sit there and wait for the dumb, dumb you know, life. program to load or for the, the Delta agent to pick up the, 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 air, the, the, yeah. air, the phone? Like what, what is it? Israel. I think it's part of it is human wisdom. You know, we have eyes are impatient. Yeah. Well, I think we we have in our mind, we trust ourselves a little too much, Mm. you know, and so we think, Mm. hey, uh, because I think I should not wait, I should not wait, Mm. you know, and Mm. and we have a million reasons to think that, you know, like I'm going to die in 70 years, you know, (laughs) Uh, you know what? what, Yeah. So, so, you know, we have we have and and all of us have that. Right. Like we have our own reasons why we think that this should not be. The way it is. Like, yes. when I get my computer and I open it up and it's waiting, yeah. I'm like, I paid a lot of money for you not to do this, you Especially know? if it's an Apple, yeah. Yeah, why are you doing this, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And if I have a PC, it doesn't turn on. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and so... And so you know, so we have all these different challenges, right? And so human wisdom, so it gets in the way so many times of, of our ability to see clearly. Like, for example, here, uh, Daniel is saying... You know the 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 message is true, mm. but the inter- but but the whatever interpretation appointed, appointed time, time was, long. was long, and it's like uh, it's long according to whose standard? This yeah. is long according to Daniel's standard. Yes. It's not long according to God's standard, as yes. Jonathan said. So, our human wisdom is, uh, or, or our lack of human wisdom, I guess I should say, is the reason why so many times we are frustrated with the waiting time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's it's about it's about what what you were anticipating, and then. The reality doesn't match what you think should be, you know, mm-hmm. what, sh- what you think should be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, how does our culture value time and waiting? Do you think it values it or does not value it? Values time? Waiting and oh, time. Right. and what, Not really. Value. I mean, everything is geared towards speed and, and delivering a product or something as fast as possible. You have Amazon Prime because you have same-day drone delivery or mm-hmm. uh, you, you know... You got drones in your backyard? Not, not yet, but, you know... You're still waiting for that. <laughs> in the D.C. area. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> the D.C. area. <laughs> I'm just saying everything is geared towards being fast yeah. and having things yeah. delivered fast and, and experiencing fast and... And, and, and instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's because we feel like waiting is wasting. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Right? If yeah. you wait, you're wasting time. Uh, um, sorry for the analogy from my life, but you know, I recently had a baby, and a lot of my friends you're had. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's hard to wait, you know, mm. for the for the kid to come when the kid comes, because the baby will be born when the baby will be born. They tell mm. you. Um, but the the recent thing is, in general, women don't wait anymore. You just schedule. You know, a so time that's for schedule for those of you who don't know what, what, what she's talking about. Schedule. Yeah, you schedule a, yes. <laughs> an induction date, yes. and then you know they induce, and then the baby comes on your schedule because. Yes. But 
it's leading to a lot of challenges with a lot of, not every birth, but with a lot of births because mm. maybe the baby wasn't ready to be born yeah. and so their, their lungs are not fully developed so they have to go into the NICU mm -hmm. or this wasn't prepared because we're impatient to wait for this to happen. Mm -hmm. My due date is such, such a date. Mm -hmm. The baby has to come then and mm -hmm. so... But there's, there's virtue in waiting because maybe the baby's not ready to come yet, mm -hmm. you know. And, but I feel like I'm wasting my life and I wasted three weeks of my vacation time waiting for this baby to be born, mm -hmm. you know. But there might be virtue in that, yeah. you know. So I'm asking you these questions and we're kind of going broad and, and, and covering our, our concepts of, of time. But, I, uh, but what Israel was alluding to is it seems that time really reveals your, your values and the hierarchy of where you place values. And mm -hmm. so if you're waiting and, 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 and you are the center of the universe, the, the reality, time is not going as you think it should. Mm -hmm. So impatience is just the natural fruit that results out of that. Mm -hmm. Self-centeredness and, and your concept of time and life, it's all kind of linked into each other. Mm -hmm. And here, God is having Daniel wait and creating a new reality. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at why did God make uh, Daniel Waite, and did he even make uh, Daniel Waite? Maybe there's just something, uh, a bigger reality out there. This is what Daniel tell, 10 tells us. So stay with us after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Maybe you've been waiting for the answer of why God makes us wait. And really, the existential question is when we call upon God, when we're praying, and God makes us wait, or sometimes seems like He's making us wait, how do we deal with that? And that's the question we want to answer. How do we develop patience, especially in these last days? Maybe you're a Christian out there and you've been waiting for Jesus to come, or maybe you've been waiting for some particular prayer to be answered by God. How do these dynamics work? That's what we're getting at. We're just not waxing eloquently for, for philosophizing about time. We're asking these really, really, really pertinent questions. So the question is, let's go to, well, not the question, let's go to the text. Let's go to Daniel 10 and start reading from verse 12 to the end there of verse 20. And Jonathan, keep you mind reading for us. Sure. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I've come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me and I've retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, or, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the, own, the one having the likeness of man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. 
but I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me, upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. Okay, so this is a pretty weird <laughs> chapter, to be yeah. honest. Um, there's a lot there. What, what kind of... Um, I actually skipped to the verse before the passage that Jonathan read. In verse 11, he said to me, Oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. It's really cool that the two apocalyptic books of the Bible, Daniel and Revelation, mm-hmm. have these two promises that, hey, understand, understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think the apocalyptic books cannot be understood, but they can. Mm-hmm. And the second, the two men that God says that are beloved are Daniel and John mm-hmm. to the two ones that this, you know, these last day events have been revealed. So there's a lot with love and prophecy. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this is, it's a cool mixture happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bond between the two. But um, Israel, what's going on in that passage? I mean, there's like the king of Persia, Greece, and then Michael, and then, you know, and then he's got to go back. And yeah. what is going well, on? Well, I think there's, within the narrative context, there's an issue here that we that we discover, and that is that God is not interested in in making prophecy or in making the message difficult to understand, mm. right? We have this uh, element in both situations where God wants us to understand the prophecy. Mm-hmm. So the reason why God is n- making Daniel wait has nothing to do with, oh, you have to, you know, s- fill out a specific code and get it the right way, and then I'm going to give you the message. Mm-hmm. That's not the whole process. The process of waiting in, is here, is found in, in verse 18. Then again, the one having the likeness of the, or verse 19, he said unto me, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. And so you have here, God's desire for Daniel is for him to experience peace, mm-hmm. even though Daniel's not experiencing peace, mm-hmm. right? God's desire is for Daniel to be strengthened, even though Daniel's weak. And so what the purpose of waiting and the purpose of prophecy mm-hmm. and the purpose of experiencing God is to develop an individual from where they are to where they need to be. That's mm-hmm. the purpose of prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we have the, 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 the uh, revelation of Jesus Christ. We looked at Daniel in the first few chapters. The purpose of Daniel is to get us into communion with God, to help us understand who he is and how to become like him. And so what, what he is telling us here through the narrative of Daniel is God's purpose is in making Daniel, preparing Daniel, moving Daniel from where he is to where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. And in order for... In order for God to do this, in Daniel's cases, he's saying, in order for you to have peace, in order for you to be strengthened, I'm going to give you a behind-the-scenes glimpse as to what the workings of God is are. And so now he's saying there is, the reason why you're waiting in this case is, there is a great controversy that is taking place, a behind-the-scenes battle mm-hmm. that is taking place between the forces of God and the forces of Satan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's unpack what you just said here. A couple of things that, I, that my takeaway are, one, is that God wants you to grow into the stature of which uh, he wants you to be through the prophetic element. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we prophecy is just considered more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the information I have, let me put it on YouTube, let me freak people out, and then, then, then I've done my job, yeah. right? Uh, but it's to make us more like Jesus, to get closer mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. The second element that you mentioned is that there's a background element happening here, and let's actually look at that background mm-hmm. element. Siku, who, who is this Michael uh, character that we, we see here? We see in, in verse 13, right? Verse 13. Um, the prince of the king of Persia withstood me 21 days. That's the period Daniel was in verse 2. The same morning. three yeah, weeks. Three yeah. weeks, 21 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says, Michael, behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. So this one being is being assisted by Michael. So mm-hmm. Michael has, I guess, authority over, you know, this other um, being who was talking to Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know from scripture, uh, we see Michael again in Daniel chapter 12. 
like he shows up, Michael again. Yes. Um, and when we go to the New Testament, mm -hmm. we see Michael in Jude 9. I don't know if we need to read the text. Or yeah, let's go to Jude 9 okay. in the New Testament. Jude is one of those difficult books to find. Just before really Revelation. It's more like a letter, more a like chapter, a, chapter. a chapter. Jude chapter, oh, chapter 1, <laughs> yeah. chapter 0, whatever, verse yeah. 9. Right, we have Jude 9. Um, it says, yet Michael the archangel, so we have this title that's attached to Michael now. Um, okay. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses, did not bring a uh, reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. So mm -hmm. Michael is the archangel, mm -hmm. and arch meaning the chief of angels, and that's reflected in this, when it's in Daniel 10, saying Michael, one of the chief princes. So you have this chieftaincy to this angel, mm -hmm. who is Michael. Yes. Um, and this archangel term, you find it as well mm. when we talk about the resurrection in mm. First Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians okay, we'll 4, let's go there. Okay. This is good. So what's a, a picture that's being painted is there is an angelic war going on. Mm -hmm. So this is the great controversy meta-narrative. There are angels all around us, and we know we're given information about what happened from before creation, but we're seeing this is also now real-time warfare is going on, not at creation, not at the end of time, but right now during, yeah. during Earth's, Earth's history. In the life of Daniel. In the yeah. life of Daniel, the, life of the Daniel. same mm -hmm. time period, right. Mm -hmm. So First so Thessalonians what? First Thessalonians chapter 4. 4. Um, and it's talking about comforting one another in the face of death um, and having the hope of a resurrection in verse 16. Mm -hmm. 16. Yes, it yep. says, For the Lord himself, say, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Mm -hmm. So the Lord has a shout. With the voice of an archangel, the Lord has the voice of an archangel. And with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will mm -hmm. rise first. Mm -hmm. right. so what resurrects these people is the, the Lord with a shout, the voice of an archangel with the trump of God. Mm -hmm. um, so this archangel this voice of an archangel has the power to resurrect. Mm -hmm. And we know that no human being can resurrect. No, mm -hmm. no created being can resurrect because mm -hmm. only God himself mm -hmm. has the power of life within him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Jesus too said um, that he is the resurrection. He is the life. Mm -hmm. um, so the Lord Jesus, um, I think if we, I don't know if we need to, another text, but if it's clear already, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ himself is Michael, this archangel, who is the chief of angels in fighting this battle. Mm -hmm. and, and Michael, his name means who is like God. Now, mm -hmm. Jesus came to reveal to us the Father. He came to reveal what God is like, who he mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. yeah, many evidences in Scripture, Jesus called forth Lazarus from the dead with his voice. Yeah. Uh, like like Siegel already said, you know, it is the voice of God that has the power to resurrect. No created being can do that. Mm -hmm. Throughout all of Scripture, you can see that that Michael is... Uh, really identifying Jesus. So the fact that he's an archangel does not necessarily mean he's the angel, but just someone who's in charge of the angels. Yes. But it's like it's like Jesus, the Son of Man. Mm. Like mm -hmm. he's not a human being, but he identifies with humanity, um, and he presents. He's the 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 firstborn of creation, creation mm -hmm. right? Like so, he's the first of humanity. Like he's the first, ad, the second Adam. Mm -hmm. Like but replaces the first Adam, mm -hmm. right? And then, and then became Adam a human being. Became a human being, right? And then you have and you yes. have Michael, Jesus, at the chief of yeah. the angels, yeah. right? So when the great controversy is happening, in Revelation <clears> twelve, and Michael and his angels fought. Okay. So Jesus is at the head of the angelic hosts in fighting this battle okay. uh, just just to say an sure. encouragement for me is that jesus is at the head of humanity mm. Jesus is at the head of the angels like if mm. there's a battle to be fought jesus is in the forefront mm. yeah. yeah and he's, you and he's, at the, and he's also side. at the head of the trinity voilà. with god yeah that's jonathan yeah what i found remarkable here in the story uh coming back to daniel chapter 10 is that god 
we often have this picture that, okay, God is out there. He's in a different dimension than we are. And for him, things are instantaneous. And, you know, their time doesn't matter to him. And I, I myself said that earlier. It's, it, for him, time's a little different, the way he sees it, since sure. he's eternal. Mm-hmm. However, God is with us in our experience of time. And so what we see here is a beautiful revelation of God's love because God has to deal with human beings without having to force upon them things. He, yeah. he deals with us, giving us the freedom of choice. And so Daniel was praying uh, in the beginning of chapter 10, but he, God was not able to answer his prayer until three weeks later because he was working through Michael, uh, through Jesus here, fighting against the prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. And so there is a great controversy going on. There is influence. Uh, God has to influence people. God has to work with, with the freedom of choice that people have. Um, before he, he cannot just force someone to change something right there and then. Mm-hmm. God works and, and, and works as much as he can, but he gives us the freedom of choice. And so here in this war that's going on, we see in, in Daniel chapter 10, the beauty of, of, um, of waiting and knowing that God is at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my own life, I don't, I'm sure we all have stories where we yeah. can share how we've prayed for a certain situation. And sometimes there's uh, no answer for a long time because we're praying for the wrong thing. Sometimes there is no answer because God has to work in a certain situation before he can deliver an answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's different reasons. But this story gives me great peace, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing that when I'm praying, God is doing something. And Mm -hmm. I know he he knows what's best, so I can Mm -hmm. trust him. And if you go go to verse 18 at the end, it says, uh, of Daniel 10, at the end it says, now he says, you know, he says, now after I've been strengthened, God, mm. go ahead and speak to me. Mm. And so I think Daniel declares to us, and it shows us that there's a mystery to prayer. Why is it that sometimes God waits? Mm. Well, sometimes he's battling the prince of Persia for us. We don't know actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's, a great, there's a great controversy narrative taking place. Mm-hmm. But sometimes God causes us to wait because there's communion, sweet yes. communion taking place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God causes us to wait because we treasure the gift more once it's given to us. We really don't yes. know many times why it is that God causes us to wait. But in the end, we know that there's a transformation. We pray not to change the the mind of God, but to change Mm -hmm. the heart of men. And this is what has happened in the life of Daniel in this chapter. To God, uh, character change is way more important than than time that we might see feel like, oh, we're losing this time. Yeah. It seems like this chapter kind of takes the lid off of reality and shows this almost angelic infrastructure mm-hmm. all around the universe and how all these things work. I remember one time I was driving uh, my car with my boys in the back, and they, he dropped an orange, right? And here I am, and I was, you know, there was the messing with the GPS, which was not in my hand, but on, on the <laughs> dashboard. And trying to get there, we were late, and we were going to some birthday party for, for the kids anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to mess, and it wasn't working, and he dropped an orange. And he's like, Dad, pick up my orange for me. And so it was like right there. He could have just gotten it, but it was just, you know, barely within his reach. And he was getting impatient, and he was kicking my chair like, I, I need my orange now. <laughs> And he was like, and he was just, you know, freaking out. And here I am in my mind. I said, you know, if I pick up that orange and, you know, I'm in a, in a, in a minivan and go all the way back, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to be late. We're all going to go to the hospital. Uh, we need something, something to go on. And so sometimes God says, hey, maybe you need to wait. In this great controversy, there are other elements here, and you're going to get your orange. You're going to get, we're going to get to the birthday party, but we need to wait and become like Jesus as a result with our patience. I hope you've been blessed by today's conversation. I know I have, and my panelists have, my friends have. So we'll see you next week here on Inverse. We'll do it all over again. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, 
Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.